0: Hello, and welcome to Wizards, Warriors, and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of The Thunder Heist, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, starting with Dirk Ashton.
1: I'm Dirk Ashton, all-around knucklehead and author of the Paternus Trilogy. Oh, snacksy.
0: And Michael R. Fletcher.
3: Wait, oh, uh, shit. Uh, Hi, I'm Michael R. Fletcher, author of Beyond Redemption. Sure.
0: And Rob J. Hayes.
4: Roger uh, Hayes hi, Rob J's Rob is Rob, Rob. <laughs> I'm Rob J Hayes uh, author of uh, The Heresy Within
0: And today we're going to be talking about how you can avoid getting scammed as an author because there are a lot of things out there that can be either total wastes of money or actively bad uh, for you to pursue Before we get into that though I do have a couple of awesome listener questions um, our podcast received our very first name on Twitter the other day. So that was that was pretty exciting. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, yeah, you can check it out on my Twitter page if you want to look at that. <laughs> um, uh, what is the first comment? The comment is from Said, who says, currently on a binge of all your videos. Real gems of advice in all of these. Thanks a lot. Exclamation mark.
3: Thanks, Saeed. Aww. That's very nice. Thanks. You're welcome.
0: Uh,
3: <laughs> we've got, we've
1: got. <laughs> We've got some people really buffaloed, don't we?
0: We do. We really fully <laughs> a large proportion of the writer population, um, which is ironic because we're talking about scams. <laughs> um, <laughs> another good one here is uh, Sir Lance gave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm pretty sure he's legitimately an uh, English nobility person. So this is pretty cool that we are uh, well, in uh, the highest in the English society. Nobility
4: union meeting. That's
0: right. Uh-huh. All you English people there. Who says exceeds expectations? I speak for myself when I say this is a very strong podcast. Would recommend to anyone in any circle as they manage to touch on subjects such as failure, success, the in betweens, and staying productive.
4: Great, thanks, Sir Lance. Wow. Nice. We're very good on failure. <laughs>
3: yeah, we have mastered it.
4: We are experts.
0: We are ready on to move failure. on from failure. Um, yeah. So if if you want us to read your review out. Uh, leave us a review at Apple Podcasts and might get read on the show. Um, Preferably a good one, although we may read out the bad ones too. Yeah, we probably won't read out the bad ones because I don't want to encourage that, (laughs) but (laughs) we might. we might. Um, You can also review us on Spotify now. If you're listening on the Spotify mobile app, you can rate podcasts on that, which is pretty cool. Um, And then the last comment comes from Nisha who says, uh, Hi, I just heard uh, your lessons learned in 2021 episode. I'm a writer and I find value in your podcast. I've started putting myself in my character's shoes a lot more, and I love how their unique tones have pervaded the story. Also, my cats really like your voices. So when I need to give the older one his meds, I play your podcasts. And he just lays on the speaker and purrs. Just letting you know that there are many unusual reasons why
3: to listen to you all. <laughs> oh, it's those silky Australian tones. Yeah,
1: it's because we cats don't it's it's because, yeah, it must be.
3: I think it's
0: because oh, it. Mike and his audio setup. Mike's got like the fanciest microphone you can imagine.
4: Hey, mama. Can, can <laughs> we have that as like our tagline now? Just like sues cats. Yeah,
2: sooze cats. cats since two thousand and
4: nineteen.
2: Cats love us.
4: Words.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks everyone for the comments. Uh, there's there's a bunch of others as well, but we will get into the episode. Um, so yeah, talking about talking about scams. So I think Dirk, you kind of mentioned before the episode started that there's a couple of different categories of these. And that might be useful to kind of organize yeah. this before we go forward. So there's the um well, yeah, you can you can explain them actually.
1: Oh, okay. Um basically we're going to talk about the kinds of communications that authors receive, usually emails, but sometimes Facebook Messenger or on Twitter messages. Um there are things that are we're pretty sure or for sure, are outright scams. Some of them are legit, but don't aren't really able to deliver um, or deliver for the price. Um, there's a wide variety of them. And some of them are absolutely legit, but you probably don't want to do early on. Um, and some of them are completely legit, and you probably want to do. The hard part is figuring out which are which
0: yes so just to give a bit of context here because if you if you haven't had a novel published yet you might not have come across this necessarily but like as soon as you probably get your first novel published and if you have your email up somewhere public um or a contact form on your website or even like i don't know a twitter account or whatever chances are you're probably going to get bombarded with uh yeah predatory book marketing services reaching out to you and saying things like hey your book insert the title here and then the title is probably misspelled or whatever um i think it's amazing i can get your book put into five thousand hotel rooms and it will have a massive readership all you have to do is send me thousands of dollars and hundreds of copies of your book and i will make it happen um which sounds ridiculous, but Mike, you said that that was a real thing that had happened to you.
3: Yep, I uh, I got an email from someone in the U.S. Uh, suggesting that they could. Uh, they worked for some hotel chain. I, I don't remember which one. It doesn't matter, and that they could put copies of my insane books in hotel rooms alongside the Bible. Tempting as that was, for sheer shock value. <laughs> Uh, it did not make any economic sense whatsoever. And then there's the question of who the hell is going to wander from hotel to hotel, putting these books out and why at, you know, at great expense to them. And it just made no sense, which is step one. If something sounds too good to be true and doesn't make any sense, it's probably too good to be true. And it probably doesn't make any sense.
1: I would say the very first, the very first, uh, you got already touched on it, um, uh, Jed, the very first sign uh, to steer clear is if they don't mention your name or the name of your book, um, or if it's written in very strangely, um, uh, and if they don't give you any details about what it will cost or what you what they would pay or how it works, or um, that's a pretty much a straight on delete um if something looks sort of like it might be interesting i go to writer communities people that i know and say hey has anybody else seen this and invariable invariably you know one to a half a dozen of them got the same email on the same day right um or and if maybe even looked into it that i find to be the most helpful other than searching online to f- look at their websites and see if they're legit. Um, but then there are, um, there are truly legit ones, Rob, tell us about your recent one.
4: Uh, I can't actually, I, I didn't get the email. It went to my agent. So,
1: <laughs> ah, okay. I'm very but, sorry.
4: Yes. Uh, I, but I, some, people, but some people got emailed by a publisher in, in Brazil, which turns out to be a legit publisher. So one of my books is now being published in Brazil. Heck yeah. But Tran-
1: translated and published
4: yes translated and published in, in yeah however i I, but, I the only contact i got was through my agent so i can't actually <laughs> say but what but was like but it.
1: authors do get those direct sometimes oh, too yeah, yeah, yeah um it. and yeah and and some of them are legit we know some authors who have gotten published in poland based yeah. on just straight on send, and it was a legit publisher who also publishes the witcher there you know, yeah. so after some research, it was found that it was real. So,
4: but I mean that that falls into or can fall into the category of um, it may be may be legit, but may also not be worth it. Because um, right. usually, if if you're being contacted by somebody who's saying, "Look, I can translate your book," it's usually not going to be uh, a you know a publishing house that's saying going to print it out themselves. They're saying like, "You give us this much money, we'll translate your book into." Uh, you know, whatever language, and then we'll publish it. And to be honest, I think that's one of the first or the biggest um, warning sign of any, like, email contact or anything like that. If they're asking for money, that's a warning straight yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Like, the, what the sites that do actually, you know, promote your book or whatever and do actually, you know, charge for it, they don't email people asking them to submit. They don't need to. They've got enough people already submitting places like BookBub and the like. It's a legit site and it works, but they've got so many people legit uh, emailing them asking, you know, to take part in it. They don't need to then start hunting down. So if you're getting an email that's saying, like, give us money and we'll promote your book nine times out of 10, that's not something you ever want to do. was really good
1: i mean the ones that we use the promotion services like when we do sales like fussy librarian and uh, book barbarian they don't go out sending things out usually um they're usually booked months in advance anyway so uh the uh let's list off the kinds that we've had i mean i've had people saying they can hit up this many people per day on twitter for this amount of money, they can do this. They can set up ads for me on Facebook um, for this amount of money uh, and run them for me. Um, and some people do use services like that. There are some legit ones. Um, I've had people saying they can, um, they'd like to put my, my book into different um, markets around. I just got one the other day, different markets. and it, They looked like they actually were legit when I did a little research. But they wanted ebook, and I'm in Kindle Unlimited, and I can't do that. It's you when you're in Kindle Unlimited with an ebook on Amazon, you're um, exclusive to them. You can't put them out anywhere else in
4: English. You're exclusive en- to them in English,
1: in English. Yes, yes. But that's all they said. They just wanted the ebook. They didn't say anything about translations. Um, yeah, translations are considered by Amazon a different book. Um I found that out after going back and forth with Amazon and first they're saying nope you can't do it yeah but it's in another language oh well that's a different book but I told you that the first time
4: <laughs> <laughs> Amazon have a habit of not listening until you really drive that oh, point home yeah.
1: yeah it's just like bot responses um I've also gotten um especially early authors there are um there are companies that are not really small presses uh companies that i'll just name it because it's a great big company i've already trashed them a couple times online like book baby um who uh who basically are helps help services they don't they don't actually publish your book but they help you publish your book um and they charge you money to do that um, and you print them through them and stuff like that and there are people that use them but You just don't need to, you can, you can do it yourselves. And I I wouldn't recommend doing those. And then there are small, then you'll get, sometimes you'll get, um, solicitations from small presses and sometimes they are legit, but they never ask you to pay them money to do it. They usually either offer you to pay you something, um, to pick it up, or they give you a, uh, a, a pretty favorable percentage deal and some of them are legit and worth it and some of them are absolutely not um uh yeah, there there there's yeah. at least one person sitting here right now who who was with one for a while and ended up having to try to get their rights back um Uh, because they just didn't push it. They did what they said they were going to do, but they didn't really advertise. They didn't really push it or anything like that. Um, and you shouldn't have to pay for your own advertising. Um, so there are, it's, it's hard to navigate. Um, but it's, it's kind of the, I would say do everything yourself at first and then figure out what you really don't want to do and then talk to other authors um find out what they do and what they use uh, again you know having a community of authors who know each other being part of one is just so incredibly helpful and that's one thing that social media is good for is is building that community
4: the one thing
1: yeah well basically
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'd 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 add that uh, indie presses kind of count as a whole different um you know, sort of like subject. Really, then most of the most indie presses aren't scams. Um, yeah. But you yeah, know so what? They offer
3: anything you can't do yourself.
4: Majority of them don't know. Uh, so while they're not scams, they're also not. Uh, most of them uh, aren't. Yeah. There are exceptions to the rule that you know. Yeah,
1: there are good ones.
4: There are good ones. However, yeah. uh, I find them to be few and far between. And, yeah. and most of them, all they will do is is publish your book drop it out in the ocean. And if it makes any money for them, great. If it doesn't, they don't care. They're publishing hundreds. And
1: the legit ones, if they do reach out to you, it's because they saw something good. They, they, they have something good, but they also have a track record. And they'll give you the legit ones. If you ask, they will give you the names of their other authors. They will show you the stats of how their other books are doing. They will tell you what they spend and what they will do on, uh, on promotion. Um, so, uh, and the ones that aren't really won't commit, won't tell you those things. And, uh, and maybe give you one reference of somebody who they have a good relationship, but you want to talk to a few of their authors, um, and see what, who've been there for a year or more and see what they think. Um, if you're interested in that, in that sort of thing.
0: I just want to reiterate that point about if someone is reaching out to you, Telling you about how incredible their service is, it's probably on balance going to be a scam. Because if their service really is that incredible that it's going to produce, Ooh. you know, so many sales for you or whatever, they would be so highly in demand that they wouldn't need to be, you and know, really reaching out and anyone soliciting.
3: reaching out to you about anything ever is highly questionable. Yes. yeah, and you yeah, yeah, have it's already busy. If a yeah. publisher reaches out to me, I'm like, why aren't you busy publishing books you already have? Like, it's it,
1: it's the old, I don't want to belong to any club that would have me thing. right? <laughs> know, it's, just, it's
3: like, if they were good at it, if they were making yeah. money, um, people would be flocking to them and they'd be swamped.
1: Well, and then again, there are those odd circumstances. Like um, I remember we were, Jonathan French is no longer in the group, but we were in a writer's group and he posted, guys, I just got this email from blah, blah, this guy um and is this is this legit and we all did some research or a couple people did some research and he did some more research and it turned out that it really was senior editor at crown publishing and he really was the guy who edited it picked up and edited the martian and he now he's just released his third book with them So sometimes those things really do happen. And sometimes a TV producer will contact an author and sometimes it really is legit. And it's really hard to tell with those, because every production that you see on TV, that's awesome has like four different companies you've never heard of, um, involved in the development and the production. And, um, They may be really big. They might have done Umbrella Academy, but you've never seen the name of that company, right? All you know is it's Netflix or Prime. That one's which one is that one? I can't remember.
4: Umbrella Academy is Netflix.
1: Is Netflix. All you know is it's Netflix, but Netflix puts up the money and distributes it. They don't really produce it. So there are like five or more companies involved. So. It, you gotta you just gotta do your research and um and see
4: so yeah i mean the i think i i personally i think the biggest thing we've pointed out here is if somebody's contacting you that's a warning sign <laughs>
1: just be suspicious if asking
4: for money yeah that's a warning sign and no. the one of the yeah. biggest things you can do is if you're not already join a community of authors and if you get something like that ask
1: mm-hmm.
4: you know yeah and don't business.
1: and don't don't but, also, don't immediately reply and say, fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah, be polite.
3: <laughs> or I would even go so far. That's Mike's
1: say, reply to me every time I contact him. <laughs> hmm.
3: Well, you keep pretending to be other people.
1: <laughs> uh, hi, this is Rob.
3: <laughs> so, uh, how about I,
1: I need a to a borrow some money. Of,
3: uh, <laughs> the types of scams or things not worth, you know, sort of chasing just to sort of put this in perspective, like what, what sort of stuff they're going to see. Uh, like the one that's going around right now uh, is a couple of different, let's put them in quotes, companies offering to print very flashy, leather-bound, gold, gilt, you know, gold leaf, like extremely expensive hardcover copies of books Special edition Indiana's.
1: copies of your book, which sounds yeah. awesome.
3: Which sounds great. However, they... They're not sort of like targeting, you know, the cream of the crop or the upper tiers of the indie world. Everybody, every single indie person I know from the person who's like still writing their book to the Mm -hmm. people who have been around for a decade, everyone has been contacted. Yep. And and when you ask for details like, you know, royalties, advances, they go into ever more detail about how pretty your book is going to be.
1: And don't, yeah, don't touch that. And they, they even one person they said, all you have to do is just send your, uh, send your, uh, your manuscript to us right now. Yeah. We'll get it formatted and get it done.
3: Yeah. No and contact. that,
1: that makes it, yeah, no, no talk about a contract or royalty split or financially how this is going to happen. Yeah. So it immediately sounds like a scam. If it's not, then it's a person who, has no idea
3: what they're yeah, doing. They're trying, and they're badly yeah. misguided. But the books they're describing w- are so insanely expensive to produce. Yeah, you're not going to sell any. Yeah, no. like you're just not. You're one. Your mom is going to buy a copy, <laughs> and you're going to have yours. You're, but
2: that's it.
1: And they don't go. They won't go into any detail about how this stuff's going to be financed. No. Um And if suddenly. 50 people actually if they're legit 50 people sent their manuscripts and said let's do this how is that going to happen right it's just so you'll get those kinds of things but yeah it's a little little weird
3: yeah. yeah i think there are also some legit companies out there sort of trying to do this i'd question how valuable they actually are because i mean really you can Dirk, uh, Rob, you guys have both done Kickstarters for special editions, right? You This this is still stuff. You you haven't, Rob? I thought you did. No, no, I'm, I'm planning to
4: because uh, okay. you know, Dirk yeah. did it and made it a yeah. success. So ben
1: ben, ben Galley just did one and did real well. Wraithmark just did one and did real well. Andrew Cobble is gearing up to do one. And so is David Estes, I found out. is gearing up to do one.
4: And Michael J. Sullivan's have done a few as well. So well,
1: yeah, they're like the king, king, king and queen of Kickstarter, Mike and Robin. But we'll just use that as a little teaser because in a in a future episode we are going to talk just about Kickstarters.
4: Yes. Yeah. I think the point that, that Mike was going for though is that you can do it yourself. Yes. Like all of these, like you know, a, you know, very fancy edition of your book. Yes, you can do it yourself. Um, it's it's a lot of work, um, and there is cost involved.
1: Steep learning curve, but
4: you can, you, you know, the the all the companies and tools are there to to do it yourself. Um, so if you're getting a, a contact from a company or an individual who's saying, "Look, I can do this for you," um, blah blah blah, whatever this, and you know. There's a chance that it's going to be legit, uh, but, you know, there's, there's a bigger chance that it's not. And there's also a bigger chance that, you, as Mike said, you're not going to make any money from it. Um, because if, you're, if your book is going to take £50 or $50 to produce, and then there's, you know, margins on top of that for trying to earn money as well, you, nobody's going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, so... You're not Brandon Sanderson. You can't sell a book for $100, unfortunately.
1: And the people that do well uh, with those already have very books that have sold extremely well and have a big fan base and they already have a newsletter um, to go out and do that. There are some new authors who only need like $2,500 to help produce the book, um, but not to write the book. Don't do it. Never mind. That's about Kickstarters. (laughs) We're we're not talking about. We'll talk about that
0: in a different episode. But yeah, yeah, probably we need to start wrapping this one up. One last sounds very doom and gloom.
4: Should we? Should we wrap on a high note? Well, before we get to the high note, one last tip, which has been
0: semi-useful for me, is like whenever a email has come through that is, yeah, like a scam, a predatory book service, whatever it is, I just like these days use Chrome's uh, no Google Google emails like feature to just mark it as spam right away, and I've found that it tends to decrease the amount of emails that I'm getting from those similar companies over time because yeah, what it does. And, um,
1: so, so Netflix and prime have both actually had uh, emails bounced from Jed's email. <laughs> so no so... one can
0: email me anymore, but basically it means <laughs> I can't get skin. Uh, no. Well, essentially what it is, is it's just like in Gmail, there's a feature that just says report as spam. And then Gmail yeah. kind of learns from that and stops. Sending those messages through directly to you in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't have hard stats, but anecdotally, it has slightly decreased the amount of like you know book related spamming and uh, scamming emails I'm getting. So if you do feel like you're bombarded with that, um, yeah, that that can be a tactic that works as well. But then it just seems like the scammers send me life insurance emails instead, and I'm like, what are you trying to say? I'm 24. I think I'm okay. Um, but I've never got. Are you? (laughs) Apparently not. Apparently I've been burning the candle too hard and all these life insurance companies are like, get your free quote on your funeral.
1: I mean, I've seen a lot of these emails, but it's not like I get one once a week. I don't get them that often. Um, Maybe six to eight a year. Do you guys get more than that? I get more than that. (laughs) Yeah.
4: I get more comments on uh, on my blogs. I get lots of comments on my blogs that are saying like, you know, go to this website to buy Viagra.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: well, they know you. <laughs> They've been scrubbing your Facebook page.
4: <laughs> All right. right, let's Your um,
1: OnlyFans.
4: <laughs> I've got to set one of those up. Get some naked dancing on. That's it. Um,
0: yeah. Rob so let's dancing. wrap up this episode before
4: it goes too far off the rails. But, um, so we're going to wrap
1: up with the image in your mind of rob naked dancing
4: with with my hat it wouldn't be fully naked it'd be like a magic mic type thing i'd have my hat on it's very classy then
0: so that's classy yeah yeah Yeah. you're a classy guy rob and i respect that um (laughs) (laughs) yeah as we wrap up just want to thank our patrons as well uh thanks to you awesome patrons i've been able to upgrade my microphone setup so i've got some new microphones that are heading in very soon so the audio quality will hopefully improve for the podcast so thank you for making that happen um, if you want to support us on patreon and help us improve the show uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash wizards warriors words the link is in the description below uh, and that'll get you ad free episodes uh, exclusive uh, access when we do questions um, and even lets you get early access to some of our books as well so feel free to check that out if you want to help support the show a bit more Thank you, everybody, for listening/slash watching, and we will see you next week.
1: See ya. Thank you. Hold up.
2: What was that?